Hey guys, what's going on? It's your man Qualified and Yo, it's Eddie C. Okay, uh, this is a little bit of a. <clears throat> Let me talk into the mic. Uh, this is a little bit of a different episode today, uh, but I think it's an important one. Yeah. Um. Uh, first off, uh, just something that uh, I wanted to talk about real quick. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, so uh, this week, by the time you guys are seeing this, it's uh, probably going to be about like a week later. But uh, this week there was a elementary, uh, there was a shooting at a elementary school uh, in Texas, and um, I think it was about like eighteen children yeah. uh passed away and uh, i think there was a there was a teacher as well like uh so you know condolences to all the families uh that's terrible like these kids were about to go on summer vacation yeah um and now they're just not here um <clears throat> as uh you know two dope dads uh this this is something that uh I've been thinking about like since I got the news it is bothering me I think about my son um being in school uh close to the age of these kids you know what I mean just like that like he would have been like if this was his school he would have been right in the mix so yeah, like yeah. you know I I can't even like imagine like how I would respond or what I would do so like my heart really goes out to the to the parents uh, and, and those families. Yeah, the families. Um, but <clears throat> like with it, this kind of stuff happens too much. Like um, there was the there was the Buffalo thing, uh, you know, not too long ago. And I'm not trying to like make it political or anything like that. Like it, it just you know for full transparency and not speaking for the uh, the other two. Um, when it comes to like political parties, I feel like fuck both them sides. I don't give a, like I don't, but like that's not what we talking about. Um, <clears throat> but I don't. I just don't understand how there isn't like there's got to be something that somebody can do or something that we can figure out uh, to try to. It, it minimize this from happening make it harder for this to happen like why the fuck does this happen so much here here yeah and like it, I, I saw like some numbers and like i mean i don't i i can't quote them off the top of my head but like we were like 200 shootings ahead of like the the next uh, closest country in, in mass shootings like this doesn't happen anywhere else what the fuck like so I don't like this shit don't make no sense as a parent myself just like I'm like what the fuck man like you know what I mean yeah. Nig niggas ain't figuring nothing out like I don't know man this don't make no sense to me and uh, I just I just hope that we can figure something out. Um, you know, everybody make sure that you hold your loved ones close. Uh, you know what I mean? Just show love, man. Make sure that you show love to the people who are in your life, who are important to you. 
Um, you never know what's going to happen, and I just hope that we can all be safe. Uh, once again, man, nothing but love um, out to the people in Texas, and I hope that uh, I hope that the local government, somebody do something. Like I, I saw a video today. Uh, was name Beto O'Rourke? Uh, pardon me if I'm mispronouncing. Uh, but like you know, he went and con confronted uh, Greg Abbott and was you know saying some shit like, and they tried to kick him out. But like, you know, I hope more motherfuckers do some shit like that. Uh, whatever the fuck that you got to do within you know the laws to stop this shit from happening, please, please. Yeah, uh, and yeah, that's that's all I. That's all I want to say. Yeah, so uh, I think I think I can use this as a way to tie into the topic of today's episode. So we had planned this for a while, mm -hmm. um, that this was going to be a mental health episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like one of the things that can be done to help uh, with these shootings is... Uh, tightening the laws around getting firearms and stuff like that yeah and uh i personally don't own any and uh because of my mental health battles it's best if i don't I and and that's not and that's not, and i'm not a violent person mm -hmm. and i don't uh i don't uh lash out out you know like outward to, to to others it's personally for for my safety you know what i'm saying um so i don't know uh we we actually tried to record this yes uh, a while back and it wasn't successful as far as we had a lot of technical difficulties um and at the time that i tried to record this it was before I went to uh, San Antonio, Texas. Right. Um, that's when I was, for y'all out there, that's when I was missing from the podcast for, for about a month. And uh, death held it down for me. Uh, I was at a uh, PTSD treatment center in San Antonio. Um, but before I went there, I uh, we, we tried to record this episode. And the theme of that... Like what I wanted the theme to be of that was like, these are my issues and I'm going to treatment. So like happy ending type shit. Yeah. Um, it has not been the happy ending <laughs> that I thought it would be. So, uh, but we'll, we'll, I guess we'll circle back around to that. Um, yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit of my story. Um, I feel like what I want to get out of this is... If, if if telling my story can somehow help someone else. And I don't know how that would be because my story is still being written. My story doesn't have its happy ending yet or ending yet. So uh, if, uh, you know, you're someone out there and you're listening to this story and you're also struggling, I don't know, maybe this is a fucking, hey, I'm struggling too, bro, and we're fucking banding together or, or sis yeah, or, or whatever. I think you know? if if nothing else man it's just knowing that some like you're not the only person yeah. going through some shit you know yeah. what i mean 
So, uh, 2009, joined the Air Force. Um, went on some deployments. Uh, my 2011 deployment to Afghanistan was kind of rough. Uh, we used to get we uh, rocket attacked. Uh, we get rockets shot into the base. The they weren't aiming at anything in particular. They're just trying to hit what they could hit. So it was always that constant on guard, constantly having to go into the bunker when attacks were happening and shit. Um, got back from that deployment feeling a little shook up, but okay, mm-hmm. for the most part. Went back to my normal life. It wasn't until 2016 that I started to... Uh, in 2016, I deployed to Kuwait, and that should have been an easy deployment, but it was really stressful. Um, it wasn't until I got home from that deployment that shit really started to hit me as far as like trying to isolate myself not wanting to talk to people uh i remember we lived on the sixth floor of a a building apartment building on base and uh i got home from work waiting for the elevator hit the button someone walked up said hi was waiting for the elevator too and i was like fuck it i just walked up six stories because i was like i don't want to i don't even want to be in the elevator with a person right now Mm -hmm. you know so that's the first time i reached out in 2016 then in 2016 was the first time i reached out like i i'm not acting like myself i need to you know see someone i've always tried to be always try to been uh real proactive about about this shit um started going to the mental health clinic on base um, and I pretty much from 2016 till I got out of the Air Force in 2020, uh, one, 2021 last year, uh, was in some kind of therapy. Um, didn't help. Okay. Uh, shit continued to get worse, but it was manageable. Like the symptoms increased, but it was manageable as far as I was able to go to work and function mm-hmm. um last year i decided to get out the air force because i figured not having the stress of the military and uh just being back home would make me feel better uh so i got out um started a podcast hey. <laughs> uh started uh working and actually i mean the podcast like i wanted to do it I've been I've been telling you I wanted to, I wanted to do a, a podcast on my own for for a little bit a couple yeah. of years back and then you had your wrestling podcast yeah. and no, I was telling was something you like, that we talked about yeah, yeah. and uh, when I first like when I first decided like yo we should really do this it was really just because I was in a in a bad place and this the the thought of like kicking it with my homies at least once a week sounded good <laughs> you know that's that's kind of that's kind of where it started from you know yeah um and it's blown up to you know what it is now and we're we're trying to continue to make it blow but pause uh we uh yeah so got out and when i got out of the air force um and this is like full fucking i'm just putting all my shit out there i guess uh when I got out of the Air Force, I was diagnosed with a mood disorder and um, and uh, depression, mm. right? But I knew there was something else up because I would get nightmares, flashbacks, anxiety, uh, not wanting to be around people, not wanting to be in crowds, certain things triggered things for me, you know? Um, so I was working a, a regular-ass job, 
um, up until February when shit got bad. Um, I reached out to the VA and I was told that it would be a two month waiting period before I could even get an appointment to see a therapist, mm. like, like, or get the the chance to make an appointment. So who knows how long it would have been. So, uh, one day, one night I was up all night, also had insomnia, uh, and I just couldn't sleep a bunch of, my head just wasn't a fucked up place. And, uh, I had an appointment, a, a virtual appointment that day or that the, the, the following morning. So I was like, I'm just going to make it to this appointment. So I get my laptop and it was with my like just primary care doctor. Yeah. Open it up. And like, I was like, I'm gonna tell her I'm fucked up. I need help right now. And, uh, so I opened up the lot. So I, I made the appointment, um, was talking to her. I was like, yo, I need help right now. And she was like, okay, we'll have someone from mental health call you. And I kind of just took that as like, you know, I'm telling this doctor, like, I fucking need help right now. And she's just going like, okay, we'll have someone call you. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I was getting blown off again and, uh, kind of, kind of spiraled a little bit, ended up in the emergency room, uh, ended up in an inpatient for six days here at Tripler. Um, and then they sent me to San Antonio, mm. um, San Antonio was probably the best I felt since before 2011. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, and it's kind of a, the reason is kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like I was in a PTSD treatment center. It was a 28 day long program. I ended up staying there for 31 days. Mm -hmm. um, it was all people. St I was the only veteran and there was all, it was all people who were still active duty from all the branches. And for the first time since I started feeling my symptoms in 2016, for the first time in my life, like, I could just fucking be mm. like, like I didn't have to pretend to be okay for my kids. I didn't have to pretend to be okay for, for any of my loved ones. I didn't like, if I woke up and I felt fucked up, someone's like, Hey, how you feeling? I feel like shit. Yeah. Right, no man, more well, masking. Yeah. Like, yeah. all right, man. Well, if you want to talk, then hit me up. All right, cool. You know, like it was, it was nice to just be whatever fucked up version of me whenever I felt it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got diagnosed with PTSD, um, when I was in the inpatient at Tripler. So before I went to that program, um, which makes sense that yeah, I, I think it makes sense of why I've been going to the, to therapy since 2016 and not feeling any better. Mm. Cause you know, I was getting, I was getting treated for depression or I was getting treated for like basically a lesser thing. Yeah. And I think that's what made like it allowed me to be functional, but didn't allow me to heal. Yeah, you know. Um, and it, what's crazy is that I learned what PTSD was there. And like prior to that, like if someone would ask me what PTSD was, I would have described my uh, my symptoms mm -hmm. or just been like, I don't know, man, I'm just fucked up. But like it, like they explained it in a way that was like made so much fucking sense like it was like oh shit okay so yeah. this is this is you know and like i don't know the i don't remember the terms and shit but this one dude uh that i was there with shout out to rob uh he explained it like like he he re said it in a way that made a lot of sense okay so like 
PTSD is like, so like you have a, a part of your brain that processes events. Mm. And then once it gets processed, it turns into a memory. Okay. So when you, when you, uh, when you experience a trauma or something really fucked up, yeah. uh, your brain sometimes has a, has a hard time processing it. So it doesn't. So he was explaining it like a, he was like, it's like a file. So like your brain takes these files and it stores it on the hard drive as a memory. Well, that fucked up event is like a corrupted file. So mm. it can't get stored. So your brain is constantly in this like, oh, this shit is still happening because it's not a memory. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like when I'm in a, when, if I'm in a grocery store and I feel anxious and shit, like it's because my brain is like, oh shit, we're still in 2011 getting attacked. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we, and it, it particularly made sense because I used to feel bad about being at like, yeah, them cats is getting it. Yo, facts. <laughs> I used to feel bad about, uh, birthdays for my kids. Like mm. I'm at, I'm at, I'm like, we're, we're doing a birthday party for my kids and I just don't feel happy. Mm. I know I should be happy. And that's the worst when you know, you should be happy, but you don't feel yeah. happy. And like it made sense because in my head I wasn't in that birthday party. You know, in my head I'm worried about all these other things yeah. that aren't processed, you know, because I feel like it's still happening. Yeah. Um there was one Christmas, uh Christmas Eve, because we have a, a Christmas uh, tradition of making uh uh cookies on Christmas Eve. There's one Christmas Eve, uh I was up in the room. While 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 everyone was downstairs making cookies, like I I just I couldn't bring myself downstairs to fucking make cookies with my kids, man. It fucking it kills me, man. You know. And uh, one thing one thing I I realized while I was there that like really fucked me up thinking about was that all this shit started in 2016. Lily was born in 2016. Mm. You know, Lily has n not seen me other than in this shape. Fuck, you know man. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was at this, I was in the treatment center, um, made a bunch of really good friends. Like it's crazy. Uh, for those of you who are in the service, you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, for those of you who, who aren't, um, it's, it's being deployed with people brings you close real quick. And I, I think it's the shared, the shared experience, the experience of being in a shitty situation. Yeah. Right. And you you have to get close with these people because, you know, they got your back. If anything goes down, you have to have their back. This was kind of like that being there because we bonded over our past trauma, mm. not 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 over the trauma that was happening right now type shit, you know? Yeah. And it was crazy. Like I was there with special forces dudes. I was there with people who were like actually went out and like did some shit right or like they were there and their homie got fucking killed type shit you know and that's not the stuff that i experienced but it's crazy how my experience for my deployments was you know like these things and then this dude who's like a special forces who that's like actually was like firing and doing shit his experience are here but our guilt are all of our symptoms and shit are the exact same. Damn. So we can we can 
even though we can't bond over the the experience itself because it's two completely different things like yeah. we can like yo i feel like this like yo fuck dude that's the exact same shit i feel yeah like that guilt you feel for when you did that the same guilt i feel from when i did this mm-hmm. you know and uh it was tough, man. It was tough, but it was just nice to be be myself. It was nice to be surrounded by 20 other motherfuckers going through the exact same shit. Um we did some we did some hard shit, man. I had to I had to write a letter to uh the families of people I feel like I harmed while I was downrange. Um they do this thing called exposure therapy, which is the fucking worst where like you explain, you explain all your shit to, to this therapist. And then they find what they call an index trauma, which is like the trauma that like fucks you up the most. And they record you telling that story. God damn. And then you have to listen to it every day because the theory behind it is that that's going to help you process it mm. and then it's going to help you turn that into a memory mm. okay. so it's processed it turns into a memory and then the effects don't affect you as much or the triggers don't trigger you as much really sounds like it sucks it fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um felt good felt really good after that after after being in san antonio ended up being there for 31 days came home and uh, Real life hit again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, kids were were struggling without me. Um, personal life things were 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 not not as good. Lost my job because I had just been out for 31 days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so uh, was on a whole new cocktail of meds. So that that. Uh, that affects me, you know. Um, yeah. So I thought I knew I knew that coming back to real life, because that's you know a controlled, sheltered environment. I knew coming back to real life was going to be a was going to be a hard transition. But I I guess I just didn't realize how hard. Or once I came back and like now the core things, a job, my kids, and my personal life are all just fucked yeah. when I get back home it's been uh yeah it's been it's been tough so uh I don't know I just I'm still still actively trying to work on it um I think right now the hardest part is the insomnia yeah so I mean like you said coming back from the facility you know kind of like it helped you because you had that time mm. but then you got to come back to real life and deal with losing the job and then being without the family and so you need time with them and so now you got to give of yourself mm-hmm. right you have to exhaust some of this energy that you had maybe built up while you were taking care of yourself um life shit in general man like people go through shit without being in the military so like life just has a way of beating people up sometimes so like yeah no doubt and if you already got to deal with the other shit i remember like i know maintaining my sanity um i have to constantly think of like 
where my energy is going and who it's going to. And I don't even have a family. So I know that like it can get to a point for people where it feels like you're out of control. And if you're not in control of where your energy is going, then you drive anybody crazy. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. One, one of the fucked up things though is like, I didn't just talk about, like, while I was there, I didn't just talk about my combat. That's what they called it, my combat trauma. Uh, I was talking to them about just sh shitty things that happened in my life, uh, particularly in, like, 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, I realized that I didn't deal with that shit. So it was like, okay, so now I got, so we were working through both of them a little bit, you know. And mostly, mostly focusing on the combat trauma because that's what I was there for. So I come back and like now I have this other thing that I need to work on other than just my combat shit. Um, and like even though it happened a few years ago, I'm like reopening that those those wounds and shit because I got to deal with it, you know, instead of just putting it to the side and not because that's we saw where that got me. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than dealing with that other shit and uh I think I think the uh the biggest thing is like the sleep, the insomnia, the nightmares. Um and they go hand in hand. But uh especially with this, so I, I got this new job I was telling y'all about. Yeah. <laughs> I I fucking start at six in the morning, fam. Mm. That shit. That's some bullshit, some man. Bullshit. It's some Can't bullshit. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> the other night I was up until like eleven, which isn't late. But then I was like, "Fuck!" Like I got, I wake up at like four thirty. Yeah. Like start counting if I if I go to sleep now, how many hours of sleep am I gonna get? <laughs> I play that game like almost nightly. So yeah, yeah man. That shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Yikes. I I used to struggle sleeping. Now it's not. I'd say maybe every other month there might be one or two nights that I can't sleep for shit where I'll be laying in bed for three, four hours. Mm. And I finally just like, fuck this shit. It's 2 a.m. I get out of bed. I don't know. I just like pace around my living room for a little <laughs> bit and I just yeah. play some music and like try to calm down. Because I just get frustrated because I'm yeah. sitting there with my eyes closed, like tossing and turning. You know what I mean? Some bullshit. Yeah. I usually end up eating like a bowl of cereal and then watching Netflix until like four or five. And then I finally catch myself dozing off. I'm like, all right, cool. There, there it is. Go. <laughs> I fucked up. I fucked up on my second day of work. I told y'all about this. <laughs> I, uh, because it was like 10. And I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, fuck, I know I'm not going to be falling asleep anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck it. I got some sleeping meds that they gave me that they told me not to take every night because they don't want me to, like, rely on it. On me, yeah. But I was like, I know I ain't going to go to sleep anytime soon. So fuck it, I'm going to take it. Mm -hmm. It was too late for me to take it. Oh. <laughs> because it, it knocked me the fuck oh. out. It knocked me the fuck out. <laughs> but... I'm, I'm supposed to be at work at 6. I woke up and looked at my fucking phone. It was 5.53. <laughs> Shit. Are, are you further than seven minutes And away I'm further than seven minutes away. Yeah. And that's not counting, like, brushing my teeth and getting dressed. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, you wouldn't need to live, like, two minutes away, probably. Yeah. At least to, like, do the fast one. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I learned my lesson. Yes. <laughs> but shit, like, how am I supposed to predict that like six o'clock that I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight? So let me go fucking take this sleeping bed at like eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know, man. Uh. Yeah, man. It's just fucking life hits you in the fucking face, and when you yeah. have when you have already some. When when you already have some things working against you, the regular shit seems like bigger shit. You know what I'm Facts. saying? So I don't know. I I I wish I wish I could be sitting up here telling y'all like I went to this treatment center and now I feel great and you know y'all just need to go find therapy and y'all gonna be okay too. But the shit never ends, bro. I mean, shit. It's a process, man. It is a process. Yeah. Life is fucking. A marathon, man. Like we, we here, you know. So like, it's like you said, it never ends, and like, uh, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And I feel like no, I'm no. saying a lot of cliches, but uh, yeah, but no, for no, real, no, no, you good, you good. I just, I just thought of something. That's why I was laughing. But go ahead, I'll, I'll tell um, you. Nah, but for real, like, you know what I'm saying. I'm glad that you're here. That you're still here, cause like with everything that you was dealing with, you know what I mean. There's, there could have very easily been a scenario where like you could not be here. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And and the fact that you're here, you went through the treatment, and you're still trying, like that in itself is a success story to me. That you're still, that you still pushing, that you still fighting, like. Yeah. To for me, somebody who also struggles, um, like just you know, just my dog being here, bro. Like I'm, that's that's big for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when I'm having some of my bad days, like I can think about like not only do I think about like my son, that's my number one motivation. Like I think about like. Our podcast, I think about y'all. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm reconnected with my niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though there's other things that I'm not feeling the best about right now, like, I think we got a good thing going here. Yeah. And I'm and I'm really glad that, like, we're here being homies. Like, how much did we hang out? And then how much were we, like, not hanging yeah, out? Yeah, dude, it was crazy. <laughs> I thought about it, like, when, when you first moved back. Because, like, just like that. It was just like, fucking, all right, well, I'm going to go pick up Kevin and we'll go to your house. So you're <laughs> yeah. going to pick up Kevin come to my house. Yeah. And it was just like, it picked up right where we had left off. Yeah. And yeah. we, like, when you were gone, you were, we, we were hanging out like three, four or five times a week. Yeah. Some days. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was the shit when you were here yeah. before. Like, we were, yeah. if you weren't staying over at my house, like, we were just doing shit after school or during during the weekend i think when we started kicking it more i had already graduated yeah so like i would work and when i came home if you weren't doing shit we'd go do some shit yeah. shit dude you know what opened my mind to like that the levels of friendship because i've always had like a tight circle like a couple of people that i really really fucked with mm. but after like my very first like best friend when I was like in elementary school who was my neighbor, so we hung out all the fucking time. After that relationship had kind of like gone and went, 
I never had a friend like that again until you. Who? And it was, I didn't realize it mentally. Like, I mm-hmm. never thought about it until you had joined the Air Force, went to basic, and, like, you know, Bernard. I was hanging out with Bernard a lot. Yeah. Like, I hit him up because I had to go run some errands or do some shit, which is the kind of shit we would do <laughs> like, yeah. just on a random fucking yeah. day. Like, hey, yo, I got to go run to, like, Walmart or some shit. Like, I'm going to pick up some new sounds. I'm going to try to get it hooked up. Like, you want to help me hook that shit up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just random, whatever yeah. the fuck it was. And Bernard gave me this weird answer, like, what? <laughs> no, nah, but when you get back, like, let me know if you want to kick it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. So this shit's just different. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, at, like, when, when you were talking, Kev, I thought of, like, five things that I was like, oh, shit. But one thing I think that's important to say is, like, and I know, I know y'all understand, but I just, I just, I just want to say, like, uh, my homie Malik. So like Malik's been my homie since I was fucking five years old. He was the first motherfucker I met yeah. when I moved out here. And uh, I remember like we we would like throughout the years he would just hit me up just to make sure I was good because he knew this he knew some of the shit I was going through. Yeah. And uh, I hit him up before I went to San Antonio because he didn't know that I was doing the uh, that I had been an inpatient at Tripler for six days Yeah, and I didn't know what kind of access I was going to have to my phone and I didn't want him to just be like trying to hit me up one day and I'm just not picking up so I hit him up I was like hey man just letting you know I'm about to this is what happened I'm about to be in San Antonio for treatment and he was quiet and then he was like I just want to know man why, why didn't you hit me up like when like when shit started going downhill and I and like, I remember telling them I was like, "Look, man, it, it's not because I didn't feel like I could hit you up, and, and it's the same reason I didn't hit any of y'all up. I know I could hit y'all up at yeah. like four in the morning or, or whatever time in the morning. But at that point, and this is what I told him. Like at that point, when I was at that point, like there was nothing he could have done. Mm-hmm. There was nothing y'all could have done. Like I, I would have hit y'all up. Maybe y'all would have made me feel better in the moment, but then." You know, I would have been just as fucked up right after, you know, mm-hmm. like I knew at that point I needed someone with a fucking degree <laughs> or some shit to help. Yeah. Me, you know what I'm saying? Um, And, you know, like I, I said earlier, like, I wish I could be sitting here saying that, you know, I'm better now or whatever from that treatment center. But that treatment center did teach me a lot of shit. Um, and it, I did get shit that helped um, that I, I'm, I'm still using, you know, and I'm always going to use. But like I said earlier, how when you're dealing with other shit, little things feel like big things, you know, and life just keeps fucking happening. And and it felt like after I got back, just a bunch of tough shit happened that even, you know, someone who was in a better frame of mind, it would have fucked them up, you know, but already being in a not okay frame of mind, uh, it's it's tough you know trying to find a new place to live trying to find a new place to work uh worrying about especially coming out of fucking being in the military where i don't have to worry about bills on the first and 15th i'm getting paid you know and i'm not living i'm not living you know a a fucking super lavish life but i got my i got i got my bills paid and i got some money on the side to bullshit with until i get paid again yeah that's a good life you know can't be mad at it yeah and then you know going from that to like now like 
oh shit, I don't have a job and I got enough money to make through bills this month, but what the fuck about next month type shit, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and then the stuff with worrying about my kids, trying to find a new place to live and all that shit is like, it just, it's overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, now that I'm worrying about all this other stuff, kind of like what you were saying earlier, now that I'm worried about all this other shit, when am I going to have time to continue working on myself mm-hmm. or continue to give myself the time I need to reflect or journal or yeah. or meditate or, or or whatever the case is, you it's, know? It's all the self-maintenance, you know? And yeah. I talk about it with, like, my coworkers even because I see – and I, I didn't realize it until probably the last year or two when after I kind of spiraled in, in whatever the fuck I was going through. Um, but I see it in other people. Like, people having bad days or weeks or months, you know what I mean? People start to change a little bit, and you're like, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? And, like, we kind of joke about it, but, like, as adults, knowing to to be a functional adult with the family, it seemed like you need, you just need more time. To process everything, right? Yeah. So you need to put a lot of energy towards your child, towards your spouse. And if you have a family, you have material possessions that need attending to the home. Whether it's laundry, dishes, cooking, the yard, cleaning, vacuuming, whatever. Just so everybody can continue with their daily routine. And then on top of that, if you got a car, it's car maintenance. Right, yo. I'm just know, saying. No, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm saying like, there's time, hours in the day. Like I, just adulting, right? So yeah. like, I'll spend the whole day off doing all that shit, and one of my days off I use for all that shit. My plan is I do everything I need to do so that I don't have to do no more during the week, because otherwise I just I'm gonna be cranky. I'm gonna be irritated or irritable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And that's just me. I'm just one fucking person. So like, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like, you got three kids. Like, goddamn, you need like three extra days off. I do. Like, <laughs> so whoever in control of that, yeah, give us man. an extra weekend day or some or, shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. We gotta at least. This is we need what, a three day weekend. We need to move to four day work weeks. Everybody, everybody, and and it should just be like that's it. And we can rotate. So whatever industry you in work certain days of the week and so it rotates so that the like for retail because i'm in retail i get it like you got to be open on the days that motherfuckers are off yeah so the retail establishments just have to have a different three days from the other like industries you know what i mean and they just rotate between uh retail uh retail and food services and then you do like government and um Government and medical. Me, me, yeah, I guess medical. You can group together. I don't know. We'd have to look at a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, on the days that the cops got the three day weekends, we going wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's so late. <laughs> no, it's funny you mentioned car because I fucking spill my guts to this doctor saying that I need help right now. I feel like I get blown off. I do some shit that I'm not going to talk about. Then decide I'm going to drive myself to the ER. Get in my car, turn it on. My check engine light goes on. <laughs> oh, 
window down. Bro, when I told oh, God. I have never been so angry in a car. <laughs> like, before I even drove off, I was just screaming. I was fucking punching shit in my car. I, that's why I said, oh, I said, oh no, because I've, I've had that, not that feeling, but when you describe that, I, I remember feeling that, like... I remember, I think I had like a mental, this is the first time I ever had like an emotional breakdown and I was like crying and shit and I was yelling and I was hitting my car and kicking and shit, like throwing a tantrum in my car and hoping nobody saw me. <laughs> but I think I was like running late to work. I had just paid off like the semester of school and then I was out of gas. I was on E. But I had just worked a gig because I was doing the painting, the airbrushing shit. I just worked a gig. So I had a check because they didn't do direct deposit. It was like a small business. So they, they she would actually write me out checks. So I had a check for like $140. And I was like, this is going to get me through the week to my next payday. I'm going to fill up gas. And I'm just going to have some money for food or whatever the fuck I need. She spelled my last name wrong. <laughs> And I went into uh, the bank to cash the check. And they were like, oh, it doesn't match your ID. So we can't cash this check. Oh, yeah. I'm on E. Like, I know I've driven my car on E before. I know when it's mm -hmm. low, when it's mm -hmm. on E, and when it's E. <laughs> There's about $10 there <laughs> below the E point. I know. <laughs> and I have used that up. <laughs> and... I got in my car because I I did I I try I didn't want to like explode at yeah, her but yeah. I was so mad like I was like I did all the shit like work the extra gig try to make shit work like yeah. all this fucking shit and I got in the car and I started screaming and I lost it and I remember like sitting there exhausted like not knowing what to do I already uh, texted my boss saying I'm gonna be late because I didn't want to not go into work I need to get paid you know what yeah. I mean so I was like I need to figure something out so I calmed down. Fucking <laughs> wrote on the check, corrected it, and I did a little carrot and faked her initial. <laughs> mm -hmm. mm. And I went back in there and that said, "Sounds like a crime." No, <laughs> uh, well, well, statute of limitations is fast. So, I'm gonna edit this. So what I did was I drove to her house with the last like little ounce of gas, of gas and, and I had her correct it, uh, and then I went back to. <laughs> <laughs> don't forge signatures kids ever ever that's a federal crime you know how much time you can do for that yeah man because like nigga, don't, don't do that that's five ten whatever it is like anytime a nigga think about doing something bad an old black nigga pop up like don't do that that's five ten <laughs> Um, I do want to say one thing that I think is uh, important. Yes. Um, really important. Um, I used to hide my, my shit from, uh, well, from everyone, but specifically my kids. Mm. And uh, I want to I wanna shout out Shalise for this because um, I would have therapy appointments. This is a couple years back. I'd have therapy appointments and I would just like, you know, Lily or one of them be like, oh, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm just going to the doctor. Like, oh, are you sick? Like, no, nah, I just got to go to a doctor. And one day she was like, Shalice was like, well, 
why don't you tell them you're going to therapy? I was like, mm, I don't know, because I just, it's just something, like, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I just always felt like I shouldn't say that. Yeah. And she was like, well, if you don't tell them that you're going to therapy, then they're going to think that there's something wrong with going to therapy. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I started telling them, like, yeah, I'm going to, to therapy. I'm going to talk to someone. And then that kind of opened the door to, like, me just kind of slowly. And, and, and as they got a little older, too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Lily is six and she knows that she, she knows that, you know, sometimes daddy is sad and sometimes, you know, daddy's going through some stuff because of some, some bad stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when I was in San Antonio, they knew I was in San Antonio getting help, you know, and I have open discussions with them about, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Like you were saying and stuff like that. And I feel like that's important to like once I started doing that. Now they can understand like, oh, daddy isn't just an asshole having moose wings, you know, like, and so I'll tell them like when I'm not having a good day. Yeah. And uh, I tell them kind of in the hopes like, hey, daddy's not having a good day. So if y'all don't want to, you know, be fighting and shit for no reason, it'd be dope. Maybe you guys can chill out. It doesn't, it doesn't work, but of course it doesn't. (laughs) It it opens that, that, that communication. Yeah. So that, I'm hoping that when they're not having good days or when they're not feeling down that they can reach out for help. Yeah, man. You know? Or at least, well, daddy knows what this is like, so I could talk to him about it or some shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what was 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 funny? One one thing that's uh, kind of funny that I learned is in San Antonio. What's that? Uh, some of my triggers are crowds. Okay. Um, being around people. Um, okay. Oh, sometimes being around people depending uh and you know just just my anxiety and shit in general you, mm-hmm. you know you know what makes me have to be around people and and crowds and shit what's that this podcast yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> so i said this i said this when we recorded the first time uh before i left to san antonio that it never got captured but I'm going to say this again because I think it's important, especially now that like we've done live shows and shit and yeah. I, like I've met people, you know, people that, that fucks with us and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not an asshole and, you know, I try to be as, as, as social as possible, but I'm also going through a lot of shit. So like during that 420 episode uh, or that 420 event that we did, uh, there was a couple of times I just had to go outside. Just, no, just, just you, to fucking get myself together before I went back in, you know. Um, but I don't know. I, I I love doing this. This is you know when you were talking about the podcast and 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 just being around us, being around us and shit. Like literally, the thing that has made me the happiest. Well, you know, obviously besides like my kids and stuff. Um, since I've been back was doing this. Mm. And even on days that I don't feel like doing this, when I get he- when I get here and then we start bullshitting in the, in the living room before we come into this room, like that's like the pre, the warm up I need to, yeah. to, mm. to be in here. And, you know, like I look, I, I look at our thumbnails, the thumbnails you make on our YouTube and shit. And almost every single one of them, one, one of them is like me just fucking laughing, like doing <laughs> some kind of crazy face laughing. And like, yeah. I don't You do a lot of that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, and I don't I literally don't feel that other than when I'm here nice. doing the, you know, so like 
this shit does make me happy. It, it makes me anxious as fuck sometimes when we have to meet up mm-hmm. and do events and shit. But yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep doing it because like this, the feeling I get doing this shit is, it's it fucking keeps me going, man. Yeah, man. That's real shit. Like this, like just hanging out with y'all. And and, and, the, and the crazy thing is, is that. We would be having these crazy conversations and laughing like this, whether there was a camera on or not. Like this, this is isn't an also act. very true. Yeah, <laughs> like we it's just, just say crazy do. shit. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go back to our text message threads just to fucking because <laughs> we Yo. say the wild shit that doesn't make it on Yo, the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna have to make a Patreon and just read the text messages one day. It... <laughs> Sometimes I can't tell. Like I don't know what to expect because we we will be planning stuff for the podcast and like I get real professional. Yeah. Like yeah. when I get into that mind space of like, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that, then we gotta invite this person, let's plan for next month. And then like an hour later someone will send me a fucking meme or some shit. Yeah. I'm just like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why sometimes I don't respond. I don't know how to fucking no, process worst, what's going on. The Yo. worst the worst is when I is when I like I'm away from my phone. Like I'm not feeling good oh. or whatever. And, <laughs> and then then I come back and there's like twenty messages because y'all two are just <laughs> going back and forth. Like that's the other day when I came here, I was like, oh, "Tell yeah. me what y'all were texting about," because I didn't feel like reading back thirty messages. <laughs> oh, so, man, and I was bad. coming here anyway, so just fucking tell here me what go. that was about. <laughs> Side note: uh, When you said something about uh, memes, that reminded me of something that I saw that was kind of going crazy on uh, Twitter, and then I posted in my story and got a lot of people responding to me. Um, yo, Lizzie McGuire, or what's her real name? Hillary Duff. Hillary yeah, Duff. That's the one. Yo, she kind of got some ass now a little bit, man. There was a picture that yeah. was uh, out here, and it looked like she was kind of dragging a wagon. I heard that yeah. it may be Photoshop, so I don't know. I'm hoping that it's not. If it's not Photoshop, then she probably did get a BBL. Shout out to the doctor. But if she didn't get a BBL, then she was just, like, hitting doing squats. squats and yeah. Doing crazy leg workouts, but like I don't know, man. I feel like everybody gets BBLs if they got money now. Yeah, and even if they don't get money, even if they don't have money, motherfuckers be going into yeah, motherfuckers be yeah getting them in the DR or some shit. Yeah. Speaking of shout out to the DR. Speaking of risking it all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think we ever discussed this, but this is off. So I we're done with mental health. Okay. So. Yeah, sorry, uh, I brought up Lizzie before. Uh, <laughs> I love penguins. Okay. Ah, uh, you got a yeah, penguin I got, tattoo. I got, I I got see my it. kids tattooed as penguins on me. Okay, that actually has go. a little meaning. Oh, uh, nice. Because there was a time when uh, I was doing the single dad thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know how like penguins, they like they fucking was it March of the Penguins and shit, where they like guard the egg and shit yeah. while the mom is out okay. and they're like the protector of the fucking egg and shit I was you know so like I, you were the penguin yeah, yeah I felt like I was the penguin dad, penguin so like, dad. And, I, and I always loved penguins from when I was a kid oh so. shit that's yo you gonna you gonna bond with uh, Cozy yeah. hell yeah he loves so, penguins he loves penguins he loves penguins alright so peep this Cozy oh I'm gonna I'm talk oh, to you spoiler alert yeah <laughs> uh I got sent a video of penguins dipping their feet in paint ah. and walking over a paper. 
Oh shit. And then like this motherfucker at one point like dipped his feet in some blue paint and was hopping. I've never seen a penguin hop. He was hopping across the paper. And I was like, I will fuck up my credit score and risk it all to buy one of those motherfuckers. If they said it was a million dollars, I'm taking out a whole bunch of loans. Penguin dipping his feet in blue paint and hopping across the shit must have been related to Snoop Dogg. Crip walking. Oh. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, that's 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 my story. That's 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 what I got, man. I, I uh I'm on the journey still. Yeah, man. Uh not giving it up quite yet. Um, and yeah, I mean, I hope that you're looking up penguins jumping. Is that it? Yep. Whoa. Look at that shit. These motherfuckers. What, what do they got? They're not. They're not. Huh? Feet. Oh. <laughs> Happy feet. Canvases? <laughs> no, like, well, feet, but they're... I'm so they're, confused. They're, they're not paws. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, what are their feet called? Are they're, they just called feet? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're just feet. Oh. Yeah. Ping, what are penguin feet called? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we we got to figure this out now. Pretty sure they're just feet, though. Penguinitis fetatitis. B. Plantar fasciitis. That's not it. Yeah, it's not penguin feet. Flippers. Flippers! Oh no, those are their wings. Uh, wings. <laughs> <laughs> so their feet are just feet then? Um, because like if you if you're yeah, I mean they got like wait because uh, <laughs> they're not finger painting, they're, they're feet painting. Foot, foot, foot. So generally Phalanges. they're just called feet. Okay, feet. They are webbed. Yeah. <laughs> Their claws. They're not talons. No. And they're made for swimming, which makes sense because their wings are made for swimming. These feet are made for swimming. Oh, and that's that's just just what they'll they'll do. Damn. One of these these days, these feet are gonna gonna swim all over you. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. You got anything you wanna say to people? Um, oh, in light of, uh, you know, what I talked about at the top of the podcast, just wanted to let you guys know that, uh, the intro will be switching up. I'm retiring all the Mm. gunshot sounds. What? I, I, uh, yeah, man. I understand the reasoning behind it and I fully support it. I will miss it because it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a signature. Yeah. For a while, but uh, but I definitely we'll, understand we'll, his growth. We'll happening. figure it out, man. Yeah. You know, we'll I'll, I'll come up with something, and uh, and and we're still keep keeping the AKAs. We didn't do them today because you know today was like you know, I guess serious or whatever. Yeah. Do, y'all, do y'all want me to try to get a conch shell? Did you just call us a cunt? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm asking if you want me to get a shell. No. <laughs> yeah. You just do that. Oh. I mean. <laughs> I could. Yeah. Oh, we I, need like I a thing. A boxer. We I need was... a thing with the, where we can do the, the, the you know what I mean? The reggae soundboard. Soundboard? 
Yes, that's what those. I, are I need one of those. Like, like I feel like that's the what she shell said. Been cheaper. Yes. <laughs> oh. I used to have an app on my uh, iPhone. Back oh, in the I can day. just put that's it on the. Said. I can just put the app on the tablet and then connect it to one of the inputs. Boom. Get the reggae horn. Yeah. Mm. And I'll label it so I'm not just pressing A, B, C, or D and not knowing what's going to come up. Well, that that's part of the fun. <laughs> it is. Oh, well, then I won't label them and we'll just randomize sound. We'll do a random sound thing. There we go. I right, just got to be giving away tricks of the trade. Oh, and let's say bye. I, to I don't people. know if they count as tricks. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like don't a bunch of nonsense. All right, guys. Yo, oh, okay. No, you, say, say you, you got Jason, something? do you have things to say? Yeah. Um, so life's life's rough, mm. you know, and uh, like Eddie said, sometimes the little things are just difficult. So enjoy what you have while you have it. As a great man once said, the only thing promised is death and taxes. Facts. Um, also, buy hat. Yeah, buy so, hey, hey, facts. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, Father's Day is coming up, right? That is a thing that's happening. Yeah, probably, so your dad needs you a hat. Go. Is your dad you dope? Looking? Is your dad dope? Let him know. You're welcome. Uh, I think I just want to end with saying that uh, if you're out there and you're having a bad day, um, I've had a bad six years, so you'll be I. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we mean that in the most supportive way possible. Uh, no, just, uh, you know, try to get help and just try to keep on keeping on. I think that's a Joe Dirt saying, keep on, keep on keeping on. It's one thing that we can take from Joe Dirt. Yeah. And home is where you make it. Yes. Bye. Peace. <laughs>